it is Colin of Colin Can Help, and I have a fantastic episode for you today. This is my interview with Kent Archie. If you don't know about him, you soon will because his career is taking off. That is N-O-F-F if you ask him. And we will talk more about that and other things all about Kent Archie coming soon. Check it out. We are at Port Cleveland. We are with Kent Archie. He is a musician, he's an entertainer, he's an all-around good guy, world traveler, and uh, I'm sure we got about 50 other thousand titles. Thousand little titles. Um, so uh, let's just use that as a segue, just give us a quick background, how, how did you get started? Well, I, I will, beginning. I, okay, I will say I'm not a musician yet, but I'm working on playing electric guitar. Okay. So, I mean, vocally I am a musician, but uh, I did get started, I mean, ever since I was eight years old, I've been rapping and freestyling. Kid You Not, Kid, Cat in a Hat is what really made me <laughs> like rhyming because I'm like yo they telling the whole story that makes sense and they keeping you know right. the rhyme scheme going so that's how I started my older sister reading Cat in the Hat to me and then like just some older kids on my street a, a dude named Chris he's probably like four years older than me but at that time when you were a kid he seemed like a grown up he's like yeah you can rap and I'm like no I don't know how to rap he's like yeah it's easy just rhyme right. so I'm like alright cool so I just had to rhyme without making sense, he said first. And then once you just get the floor of rhyming, then it makes sense later. Right. And then, you know, and it's just like the, what kids do in the neighborhood. Freestyle, make beats on the table. And then uh, when I felt like I wanted to make it, do it seriously, I don't know, the first time I got on stage, I just knew like, oh yeah, this is what I want to do. Like this, I feel like a whole different person up there. Like I can just do whatever I want to do. Say, and it's all cool. Like don't nobody argue about it. It's like, okay, that's what you're doing. So your name is Kent Archie, but your logo is LS. What can you tell us about that? So this LS on my chest uh, is laughing stock. Laughing stock. And it's L-A-F-E-N, but it's still a playoff of like the actual word laughing stock. Pretty much like I feel like most of the people in the world who do anything in life or change anything in life, at first they're, they're a laughing stock or a joke or nobody take them serious or they get shunned. And then it ain't until like the end they're like, oh, I get it. Or thanks for creating this. For example, like, I always say, like, a dude who said he was gonna make the telephone or whatever, like, right. you know how crazy that sounded to somebody that long ago, like, you gonna call me from another room all the way down the street, like, that's impossible, but once it started happening, then, you know, it, that advanced the whole society. So I feel like the people who are the laughing stars are the gang changers of the world, so that's kind of like the idea behind the group, because it was a group at first okay. with my high school friend, but he kind of, he ain't taking a serious idea. Right. So, as, as the most partnerships end up going. <laughs> right. So then it was just like, I stopped using laughing stock and just went by my name. And then maybe just like three years ago, I was like, I'm going to make it a brand then. Because uh, I like the way it sounds. I like right. the way it looks when you spell it, the logo. So I was like, right. I'm going to just make it a... Uh, like, the one almost looks like a lightning bolt. Like yeah. One, it, like, some people say it look like the uh, Nazi general, the SS. Uh, yeah, I'm like, you pushing it, but all right. <laughs> I mean, like, you have to go all the way down. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I guess I see it. But uh, I don't know, just when people, and that's another cool thing too, when people see it, they don't know what it is and like it. And that's why, all right, I got something here. I got to develop on this. So. Did you develop that logo yourself? Yeah. I was just like making different sketches, going and going. And then, find, like, I'm not the best drawer anymore. I used to draw when I was a kid. But I had a friend who do, like, you know, uh, design and computer graphics. Right. So I was like, yo, this is the pencil paper drawing I got. Make that look real or make it look like a logo or make it. And so he put it together. After a few sketches, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I want, and that was that. Gotcha. And how long ago was that? That was high school. No, uh, yeah, laughing stock like that. That idea was in high school. Uh, the actual like making the shirts and the brand was like three years ago. And you're how old now? 
Right now I'm 34. 30 I just started 34 January 28th. There you go. Happy late. Thank you. And everybody There's think I'm like, right, right. right. No, we're, we're a little bit late. But I get know. away with it. Everybody think I'm 26 or something or 25. Like, I, was, I was guessing about 30. I put 30, all right, cool, cool. So that's, that's the middle between 26 and Yeah, right, right. I'm usually like almost spot on not having to give you that carnival prize, uh-huh. but sometimes I'm a little. I think I, but if we was at Cedar Point, I'd win a little I teddy bear. No, I think you won yeah. like a medium teddy bear. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was like four off. All right, right. So you're 34 now. You started in high school. So you've been essentially making music for 20 years. Yeah, just about. Like I would say, I've been doing it for fun for yeah 10 years, and then I, the last 10 years I've been like trying to take it serious and go hard with it. Gotcha. And you are a vocalist. You are writing all your own stuff. Yeah. Are you making beats yourself? Or are you? The how, last how do you project, end up doing that part? So the beat. A lot of times I like to just deal with one person for projects. Kind of like how they used to do back in the early days of hip hop. It's right. like the producer and the rapper. Cause I just feel like you create a vibe with it. Uh, versus, I mean, and I don't mind doing different producers and stuff. Like on my last project, it's majority one artist or one producer. Uh, and if it fit the album, I throw that in there. But for the most part, I like working with one guy so you can catch a vibe. Right. But I haven't made. I only made two tracks on my last album, which was uh, Seven to Seven and Heart Can't Take It. And uh, with the help of Go Roger, he a dope Cleveland artist too. And uh, he was at your show in. Uh, he was a, uh, yeah, he was at a couple shows. He was at the uh, album release and a few before that. Yeah. But he just so caught up in his work and what he's doing because he worked with other artists and he's right. trying to put a project together. So you can't make it all the time to the shows. But uh, he like he's just a real dope guy as far as like my problem is I don't know where everything is. I just know what I want to hear and what I, what sounds right. I want. So we'll just sit there and he'll go through all the snares. All right. Right. I'm like, all right, that one. Then he'll give me on the keypads and I'll start making the rhythm to it. But for the most part, uh, I got like producers making majority of the musical side of the right. albums. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit on uh, podcast uh, number two with Chevy Gang Cast. He was uh-huh. one of those, a buddy of mine, he's a musical engineer slash rapper. Uh-huh. And he's like, I wanted to make beats, so I started playing with Fruity Loops. And you know, when I realized that there's a tss, a tss, a tss, <laughs> I was like, I can't do that. There's too many things right. to check. Oh, well, yeah. I'm going to give it to that guy that just knows how to do it, knows how to check it. And let yeah, them do no, it. Like, why not? Because, I mean, that's what they. That's what they, do. they don't want to rap. They don't right. want to sing. They just want to create music. So it's like, all right, I'll, you know, that's what you right. more passionate about. So I was like, all right, I just hop on your tracks and try to put the best lyrics to it. So, so it's, it kind of sounds like you're, uh, you like to be involved in it, but you oh, don't definitely. want full control of yeah. it. You kind of like give them the blueprint of this is the sound in my head, this is the rhythm I'm trying to go. Yeah. And, and by keeping that same producer, you're just keeping that continuous feel for a project. Right, exactly. Of, that's more important to me because it's like, I can go around and make different little tracks all over and just for, you know, I don't know, I just get real, it's more personal for me. So when I want to create a vibe or some kind of feeling in the album, I know, and then if I like a guy's beat, I know he can like transfer it into other sides right. and we just got a dope project going on where it's creating like a whole world. And that's kind of what I go for every time I'm making an album is creating this world. Like thoughts in my head was me like taking my inner thoughts and just saying what I was feeling regardless if it's like, love, sex, anger, you know, frustrations, and try to create that kind of vibe in the world. So with this new project I got called uh, DTYA, it's an acronym for Death To You Are. I'm working with a motherfucking remix of Bang Messiah, and that's how he prefer you say his name. Just like, <laughs> he wants it all the way, <laughs> he wanted just like that. Right, and I call him the OG, cause like, he probably like 10 years older than me, but he got so much music culture, and like, I, I, like, I felt like I knew a lot, and then when I tell him something, like, you don't know this, this, and I'm learning this, right. like, I'm in a college class or something. Right, and, and that's the best like, type of college yeah, class. Yeah, right. It? It's, exactly. not, it's not sitting down, and you're like, this guy is, 
wearing a shirt and tie. Right, giving me a lecture on the... Trying to tell me about rhythm and, and, and everything <laughs> right. else. And you're like, why would I trust this? And yeah, like, like, this doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. But if it's in the studio, I'm the same way. Like, I hate to read books. The guy's just in a meeting, business meeting the other day, and he's like, I, I want you to read these books and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I could read these. These are fine. I want right. to read a novel. It, it puts yeah, me in bed. Yeah, but like, if I could learn from somebody and take the perspectives of them and put it towards what I'm doing, like what you're saying, where right. if you could just sit down in the studio with somebody that's been doing it for 10 years and just shut up, and, and just like, yeah. all right, let me watch. All right, what are you doing? Like, I didn't even think about setting something right. like that or, you know, same like with what we were doing. Exactly. That's a cool thing, too, when they say, like, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to get out the room fast. Right. Like, so it's like you always want to keep learning with other people. Uh, you said, oh, and about reading, like, I can't, so I, for the longest, I was like, oh, I hate reading, I can't stand reading, and that was only because what I was getting told to read in school. Right. I realized I don't hate reading, I just hate reading the stuff they're telling me to read. Absolutely. And now it's time, like, so, I think, like, two years ago, I was like, all right, I'm about to just make it a thing to read the X amount of books this year, and I realized, okay, I do enjoy reading, it's right. just that I gotta pick what I'll, you know, what I'm looking for. Exactly. So last year, I think I read probably like eight books last year, and then I fell off this year. I ain't been, at, but I've been writing. Right? There you go. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, man. Uh, the new project, Depths You Are, uh, can't explain it. It's like a punkish feel to it. Gotcha. Like rock, rap. I mean, don't don't think it's like all rock. It's just that the attitude is a punk kind attitude. Of yeah, feel yeah, to yeah. It. Like real rough around the edges, real political. Like the last project was like me just reflecting on my things in life, and now this is me just saying what I see going around. Gotcha. So I'm excited. I'm super excited about it. I feel like every time I make a new project, I get better. And that's the, that's and that's the reason I never stop. Like I can't. I, put a CD in from like six years ago and I was like, yo, I suck. Like, I thought I was the rawest dude back then. Right. Which was cool, you know. And uh, now that I'm uh, just different rhyme schemes, different sounds, and, and different producers bring out different like flows in me. Because I was going to rap the same way every time. Sometimes the track inspired me to write a certain way or even right. have a certain subject. Like, and then sometimes a lot of producers will want to take your verse and put it to a new beat. Like, oh, I got this new beat now. We're going to switch your whole verse. I'm like, no, I don't do that. That's right. weird. Like, give me the new beat and I'll write to it. I'd rather do that because it just don't feel right. It's like, it lose something. I wrote for that emotion and that vibe. So, right. but yeah, I'm excited about this new project. <laughs> hey, so we'll get to that in just a little bit. Let's run back a little bit and something that not everybody's going to know about you. You're from Cleveland originally, yeah, from Cleveland. right? Um, but where else have you lived in your in your 34 years? I mainly lived in Romania, Bucharest, Romania, the capital. Gotcha. But I've been like just jumping around. I lived like five months in Vienna for a little bit. Then I uh, got friends in Bulgaria that I met at Giaga Lake from a, uh, what's that called? Uh, like a travel program that the yeah. different like foreign kids uh, come in. Work change. and travel. Yeah, work and travel. Gotcha. So I met kids from Bulgaria, so I be kicking in Bulgaria sometimes. I got like best friends in Bulgaria. Uh, do you speak any of those other languages? I speak or? a little bit of Romanian. Not for real. My friends laugh at me when I say I right. speak Romanian, but I mean I do pretty good. I can hop in the taxi and tell them in Romanian like where I need to go, yeah. which way to turn, da da da. But I speak a little Romanian. And my, that, that was love that took you there, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my ex girlfriend is why I moved to Romania. Uh, Bulgaria is right next to Romania, like south, so I just shoot down there and meet friends. Gotcha. But every three months I had to cross the border so that they didn't notice that I was overstaying my tourist visa. <laughs> so like every time I look like I stamped. So one time I crossed the border and dude was looking at me like, who taught you how to do this? And I was like, what you mean? And he was like, every three months you leave, like somebody told you this. I'm like, no, I got friends down there, I just mean, he knew I was lying. But right. they don't care. Like, you especially game. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, figured right. it out, buddy. He's like, make sure when you go back, you apply for your residency there. And I'm like, all right, all right cool. 
but uh, the thing I the reason I got caught last time, so I got kicked out of Romania. <laughs> <laughs> so my ex girlfriend, she had a um, job training in uh, Belgium. So I was like, all right, cool. I want to go. I'll come up there and visit you, whatever. And I had two events that was like right before I left and then right when I was going to come back. So I was like, I can't take the train no more because it's like a 14-hour train ride to get to Sofia. Yeah. So I'm like, Sofia, Bulgaria, I can't do it. So I got to leave from Bucharest. Hopefully they don't notice. Of course they did. They got, they scan your uh, passport. I'll just be so lucky that right. I knew I could probably get away with this. <laughs> um, what's that thing with uh, Tom Hanks when uh, he's trying to catch the dude pretending he a pilot? Uh, was that Mastix, man? The one with Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. I was trying to, like, finesse. But <laughs> he called me. And, that, and the crazy thing in Romania, you can pay bribes to people to get away with stuff. And it ain't, like, healthy. Like, you can give somebody 50 bucks, like, a copy here. You can get away with a uh, traffic ticket. Nice. So I'm at thing talking to the guy, like, hey, is there any way I can, like, you know, <laughs> get out of this? Like, right. He's like, here? so you got the nationalists, nationalists, and the people who, like, who want to, like, the nationalists who want to change all the corruption and the people who are doing the corrupt things. I had ran into the nationalist guy at the, uh, <laughs> at the gate. He's like, nope, you can't do nothing. But you can leave for uh, six months. You got a six-month interdiction. And you got to pay $300 when you come back, which is the minimal, though, because he could have been like two years, $2,000. So uh, when I was leaving to go to Belgium, uh, they kicked me out, told me I couldn't come back for six months. I ain't been back since, not because I just ain't had a reason to go back yet. But I love Romania. and um, So I was in Belgium for like a month in Netherlands and moving around. Then I went home. And I met Big Sean at the airport when I went home. That was nice. a funny thing, yeah. yeah. I was looking at him like, I know this guy from somewhere. But I'm not, you know, I'm not thinking about right. it. And then I ran into him and had a little conversation. He was cool, though. Met his mom, dad, and little entourage. Nice. Like, Did but, he uh, know who you were? No, nah, he didn't know me. Slack. But you know what's funny, though? <laughs> he was interested in my story because he kept saying, like, Romania? <laughs> Romania, though? <laughs> Cleveland to Romania? He was making music, and you from Cleveland? But you was making music in Romania? Man, Romania. Like, he just kept saying that. So I was like, if I ever run into the big shot again, Romania. I was just like, Romania? Have you ever asked them? Oh, yeah, that's you. Right. So, yeah, that was funny. And what's it? What's the difference in the music scene or making music, the production, like, as a musician in America versus overseas? What, what What's the um, difference in making it and promoting it? To make sense, so Romania is like, well, currently they kind of caught up to our hip-hop style, but majority of people like old-school hip-hop. Okay. Like, uh, from... 80s and up, gotcha. like, but the biggest sound is like the West Coast, Tupac, Biggie, Wu-Tang, like that era is the right. biggest for them, only because there was a communist country with a dictator who got killed, and that was like 89, so everything was just in-house, gotcha. you know, and then once that failed and stuff started getting uh, exported into that the country, that came yeah, out it was stuff. West Coast, Snoop Dogg, Beef with Biggie, right. Tupac, and that's what they got first as far as the hip-hop side. That's not a bad thing to get started with. Right, it ain't. So <laughs> that's why they really into that. So you hear a lot of, like, they got a lot of, like, West Coast beats and boom bap, they like that kind of stuff. Just recently, they start getting into, like, a new kind of style of the, like, uh, trap rap style. Right. There's just, like, two big groups over there that's doing that, but um, making music over there, it was cool, man. It was it was also cool. Like I had a since I was an American guy making music, I was more appealing. Like, whoa, you like really from America right. like, rapping? So people was like listening to me a lot more, like just respecting what I had to say, or like always oh, coming straight from the source versus right. us doing it. So that was cool, but I had a different approach too, because I don't like just doing stuff the traditional way. I like want to push the bar. So I was mixing up. Romanian sounds and old school music with my homie Jazz. We had a group called the Bridge Committee. 
and uh, Jazz uh, 8, was, he was an actor, but he also did music, so me and him just like, all right, let's make some raw stuff, let's fuse Romanian uh, American culture with the sounds and the beats and just come up with some dope shit, so that's how it was, and uh, it was crazy because we was on the up and up and like things was coming and we made a video called Fuck That and I was like, everybody's like, oh, this video's so dope, and then I got kicked out. <laughs> And it was like, oh man, like all that steam got built and kind of just, you it's know. It's kind of like the Kevin Gates of Romania. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Might be number one, like, I guess I'm going away for six to eight Right, 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 right. I hope you guys remember me on the internet. Right, so I still be getting, like, a lot of my buzz still be coming from Romania, like, when I look at it and, like, the likes or, like, seeing my streams, because when you look at, uh, like, Spotify and stuff, you see where all the streams come from, and a lot of it still come from Romania, so. I got some fans that I guess I like made an impression on. They still listen to my stuff right. over here. I mean, like you said, though, you, they looked at you as the originator yeah, yeah, of one yeah. of those. Like, in the same way that, you know, us here, we're looking at the other trends of, yeah, you know, cool. we're looking to Paris for what they're wearing. Or, right, right. You know, or whatever. martial arts in yeah. China. Or you know, whatever's whatever. the hottest area in the area, you're yeah. looking for that. So right. they, that's why they gravitated your energy on stage, the connections you're right. making with people. It's not just, hey, I'm trying to make $100 right now. It's like, <laughs> right. Hey, let's make some cool stuff. Yeah. If we can put it out, we can put it out. And that's why I'm making Concern, like, of course I want to make money, but I'm not about to shortcut it. Just because that's how I am, I want to like really put dope material together. I'm not right. trying to like half-ass it or make a quick single to make some right. ringtone music type stuff. Like, I really care about what I'm saying. And first, my my music creation is selfish because it's about me, kind of like therapy. Like I'm expressing myself and letting stuff yeah, out. Yeah, and then second, I hope you can relate to it. I hope I can relate to you because that's how I felt when I made me or when I heard music. Like right. I listen to Biggie, Tupac, or Eminem. Like, oh, this person. With all this fame and success, it's going through the same stuff I'm going through. So it make you feel less like alone. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you can relate to somebody. So that, and I feel like if I can make music and make somebody feel how I did when I was like growing up, like that's the probably the icing on the cake for them. So absolutely. And like what I like what you're saying, what ties into that is like with your music, you have a way of getting that trap sound yeah. but you're talking about real shit yeah like it's not just like i got money cars clothes home. it's like i don't have money i don't have cars i don't have clothes let's talk about right, it right 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 you know, like, i'm upset about that right now right, right. but you know like you're saying because people can relate to that yeah. you're like oh wait a minute i've been evicted too right or, you know, like, <laughs> right i used to i used to sell coffee and i used to work at a hotel right right these things that i'm hearing like i i know, I know this life i can listen to this i can bounce this in my exactly. head and understand it that's what I'm saying. It ain't beneficial to nobody to just tell one side of a story. Like, right. I mean, it is cool to have cool things. I ain't gonna sit here and lie. Like, Absolutely. You know, and I'm gonna talk about those things, and I aspire to get those things, but I gotta tell you both sides of the story. I gotta tell you how I was, like, fucked up and struggling, and stuff wasn't working out. Because if I just give you this nice story, that's how I feel about, like, Instagram. Everybody putting up the best image of themselves and right. the prettiest pictures and uh, flashing with the money, and you got these other people thinking that's what it really is. So they're doing the weirdest things to get to that, right. that level. When you're not even at that level you're not even you don't got it like that and you like kind of you just tricking people for real and you more probably more miserable than the person is and everybody's following this weird trend of like let's fake it till we make it kind of thing and it's just detrimental like it don't help nobody like right so yeah that's why i gotta be like look this you know when you come to me you know you're gonna get the real i'm gonna tell you the the, the bs of it i'm gonna tell you the, the perks of it i'm gonna let you know like what I went through when I had to go through that, you ain't got to make that same choice or you can go that way, whatever you want to do, but I'm just be honest with you, you know what's up. Absolutely, and, and like you said, the people relate to that, it's the organic, yeah. the organic of that, that they're like, all right, let, let, let's keep listening, let's support him. The same same reason why we're here today is for right. those, like, you could tell that you're not, like you said, you're not trying to just put out a one thing and sell it and make a million and run yeah. away. You're out here trying to build the connections, build the things and, and put out quality. 
and not too many people are doing that. So that's right. where you're going to get ahead. And like you, you touched on a really good thing with Instagram. Everybody is putting out, you know, the best clothes and everything. Yeah. But if you put up a post of, I just ripped my pants while I was on stage, <laughs> like, and just show like your boxers and shit, like, right. you're like, wow, he really went hard. Right, he's a human. Like, he's <laughs> right, a like, human. Uh, right. Like, that happens to, to me, me too. Right, right. Like, I can relate to that. Or, you know, you get the people bouncing around in the, in the crowd. They're like, that looks fun. I right. want to do it. Like, before we came here, I was looking at a proposal for a company that uh, sells, um, like if if you're on tour mm-hmm. and you just want your clothes delivered to them, oh yeah that's dope really good idea but they're not selling it because oh. they're selling it as clothes they're trying to sell it as you can look like a model they're not selling it as like this is for everyday people that don't want to lug around a suitcase that are only right. going to a funeral that want to look good you know right 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 things. like if they or were to, or like we were saying uh, before we came with those people if they were just to show you know. Hey, this is somebody getting the actual thing at the check-in, or this is um, unboxing the dress and it's ready to go, pop mm-hmm. it on. You would sell all of that. Right. But when you're trying to sell this glitzy, glamour, yeah. everything, everybody's trying to sell that, and then you make it unobtainable. Right. But where if if you put your music out for free, every time you put it out for free, for free, for free, for free, people look at you like you're crazy, right? Yeah. And you're like, how are you gonna make any money? Right. Like when they realize that you got a thousand streams and a hundred people want to come to the show right now. Right. You could at that point dictate what you want for the show, you're making your money, you're selling your merch every other way, and you're getting your image across, and right. you're not dating your image. Exactly. You're not selling your image, so your image is you. And you're doing a fantastic job with that, so how can Thanks. other people do that as you're doing that um, to stay true to themselves and not worry about the monetary initially? I feel like the answer was in the question, you know? Like, you just gotta stay true to yourself, like... And that's another thing, too, like... Somebody told me the other day, like, yo, be honest about this. Like, if you're just trying to make money, like, say that. Like, right. But if you're trying to say the community, say that. But the way you come, like, honesty is everything. For example, like, in a relationship, right? In the beginning, everybody try to show their best image. Like, we talking about the whole Instagram thing. Right. If you just came out the gate on some, this is what I am, this is what I want to do. I like wearing... You know, whatever. Right. And not trying to impress somebody for what you think they want to see or what you think the image society put out. The relationship might end, but you just, like, got away from two or three years of, like, right. heartache, pain, frustration, arguments. Because you just kept it real out, out the gate. Right. If you keep it real out the gate, you're going to run to somebody who into the same thing you into. And then y'all cool. It's like, oh, I like this, too. Or I like doing this, too. Like... I don't know, just this fake image thing don't last long. It's hard to keep it. It's like keeping a lot going. You gotta keep telling a lot over and over to the point where you like little Bow Wow and you paying people to pretend that your fans and they trying to chase you down for an autograph. Like, that's gonna get exposed somehow. Like, And that's gonna kill you as a, as a person. Yeah, nobody like, can yeah, trust you no more. I gotta pay people to chase me down. <laughs> like, I'm literally paying people to chase me down. Right. Or, you know, like, uh, I like the artistic angle, like of Rick Ross, what he did of trying to build on that persona, but, like, you're not freeway Ricky Ross. That guy's exactly. in jail because he was a kingpin. Right. You are a hell of an entertainer, but, but you... sell yourself as a different <laughs> right. thing. Sell yourself as the entertainer right. Ricky Ross. Like, don't try to be like, I'm out here moving kilos if you're not moving Move kilos. kilos. Right. Like, and if you're out here moving kilos, you're not talking about you're moving kilos. Like, that's, why just, that's why I'm just like, <laughs> yo, they're not doing this stuff. Like, it's probably a handful of people, but they're not, like, superstars. You right. know what I'm saying? And then when they finally make it, they're not trying to do that no more. So it's just like, you got to keep it real. That stuff catch up to you at the end of the day. Like, and for me, it's just like, whatever helped me sleep at night. Like, I can't go to sleep knowing I'm 
right. doing something fake or doing something Absolutely. against my morals or something like that. Some people don't feel like that. They can they can move all kinds of ways. Right. And don't, at least that's what it seemed like. I don't know honestly how they feel. Yeah, they don't. Know, you don't know how that they're, yeah. like they're really going to bed. Right. But maybe they just made enough to get that, <laughs> that nice enough plank to put them to sleep. Right. Right. Know, exactly. Whatever they need to do. Um, it's funny how I can't do it without the beat. I know right. what line you're talking about. Easiest part of this segment, everything is your shit. Okay. I, didn't, I, I wanted to throw something I, I, I don't know why I'm nervous like, about my own stuff. I got the answers and I'm nervous about the test, but go ahead. Right, you wrote the test. <laughs> I went through your your um, iTunes list and okay. kept kind of a couple songs that I kept bobbing my head to or think different things. I pulled out between one and four lines of each song. All right, cool. That's what's going to make it hard. All right, cool. This is going to be dope. Um, so we, we start with the longest one. What I want you to do is tell me what song, what it, is? song it is. All right, cool. Hey, this okay. one, though. Um, actually, let's go with this one. Now we're getting evicted. Pack up your shit with the quickness. Family divided. Oh, that's a uh, granddaddy drink moonshine. So I'm gonna feed my family. Man, it ain't easy as it seems. Keep trying to chase these dreams. Especially with my bank and account telling me I got pending fees. Man, we ain't had shit growing up. Not a family business growing up. And the bills won't stop showing up. We'll say shit so we lose fuck. So now we getting evicted. Pack up your shit with the quickness. Family divided is split and half is a shaker. We over on. Check. Please don't test my G, cause I'll rock you, Freddie Mercury. Oh, that's Shana. Boom. Hey, but people slow on that line though, right? The, the, I, God, I can only be me. Please don't test my G, cause I will rock you, Freddie Mercury. I'm paying the price because shit ain't for free. They wanna light me up like I'm Houdini, but I got the key. I'm working this magic. You wanna come see? I got this shit down to a T. Nothing fancy, just this one. Fuck all this opening to closing shit. Just take the shit across the border. Oh yeah, that's a. Uh... That's a uh, oh lord. There you go. Have you heard my dad version of it? It's uh, yes, yes, yes. Standing up here. Yes, 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 yes. Standing right here. Yes, yes, yes. Down on hard times, got me sleeping on flows and shit, losing my mind, and I think my people notice it. Working two jobs, but a nigga still broke as shit. I know ones with marijuana, heroin, and coke to flip. Fuck all of this opening and closing shit. Just go take a shipment, cross the border quick. That'll get my pockets fixed. Little bro won't worry about no scholarships. Walk around the campus with some confidence. Everything be good like some cheesy grits. <laughs> So I told my dad to come to the studio because my dad, all he my also like, comes to shows with yeah, he comes right? to shows, he comes to stage. All my like stage presence and charisma, like I get that from him. Like my hard work and drive is from my mom, but right. just this like crazy guy just doing his thing. That's my dad. He used to DJ, so my dad used to do drugs with him. So I, you know, I talk about it in the songs. So he was a recovering addict. So going to these like NA uh, events, it was like sober bars, so no alcohol, because you know they say that might lead into other things. So all his like innate family, we went to this little spot down on uh, Euclid in East Cleveland. I mean Superior, and he was the DJ because he had the most music. So he wasn't like a real DJ turntables, but he just had all the music and he played track after track. So uh, 
Insane in the Memorand by Cypress Hill came on one time, and he just started doing this weird thing, like. Oh, that's that. that yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. So they, we were like, what the hell? All his friends like laughing, like yo. So and then they just kept telling him to do it every time they had the parties. So that went to the house, and then and we was like, so since it was a sober bar, kids was there. So I'm like eight, ten, eleven, going to these sober bars, and um, so families from out of town with them because every Thanksgiving we go to a different city, Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland. That's where most of our family are. So when they had come to Cleveland, when my dad played a song and we started doing this dance, they like, what the hell wrong with y'all? But then it became a thing. Right. Never in my mind did I ever think to do it on stage until like last year. Because nice. it just was like, this is one of those things you don't think about. Like, right. oh, we got bananas here in Brazil. Okay, you don't, like, if they just stop exporting stuff, we ain't got bananas, oranges. We ain't got a lot of stuff no more. Absolutely. So you don't think about that kind of stuff. But just to end that story, yeah. uh, uh, he come to the studio, so he ran himself over with his van. <laughs> That's a true story. Was he trying like Ghost Rider? No, <laughs> no. So, like, okay, so he had, he got Parkinson's, right? So he moving slower now. So, okay. But he he thinking in his head he can still move how he usually moves. It's not like that. So he went to put his car in park, but didn't do it right and open the door to try to go get some bread because they need a, they made hot dogs and they ain't had no more buns. And like when he Death the car he dogs. thought right he thought the car was in park. Get the door open and when he like get out to hop out to get to the ground it right. moved then it rolled back. So the door was still open and then knock him down. But he thinking he's still fast. He going, I'm gonna just jump in and hit the brakes. He couldn't move that fast. <laughs> knock him down, roll over his one leg, and then roll over roll on his leg and like on top of his other knee. <laughs> so now he just under the in that part, if if you hear the part in the uh his version of Oh Lord, he going like yada 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 yada. He said I was just on the ground screaming, like saying, like, like somebody get this car off of me. Crazy enough, one of my cousins that we ain't seen in 10 years parked right next to him, pulled back and was like, Uncle Ralph? And then he was like, yeah, get this fucking car me, da, da. So he hopped in the car. He's like, I can't, it won't go backwards. He's like, well, you got to go forward. So now I got to go back over your other leg. And then, so it was all bad. So I'm like, yo, come in the studio and do this. And he just started freestyling what happened to him. That's awesome. And I'm like, oh, I guess that's why I got some of my rap style. Bro. There's, like, there's the bonus track. Right. And he just, but he just freestyled like straight. No stop, no <laughs> take. It's just right there. And that was it. That's awesome. Yeah, it was dope. That's awesome. <laughs> Letting you know that I love you, Bart. So I'm gonna drop a name of somebody you've either uh, been on the same ticket with or done a song with or some somewhere your name is tied to these okay, people. Cool. And I want either just like either a one word or a quick like whatever the first thought. Either no matter how full nah, the thought is. Alright, cool. See, I hope I, I, hope I don't feel like I don't know who that is. See, see I, I'm glad that let's start with how I I, I got introduced to you. Token. It's funny about Token, because when I thought I was opening up for somebody, I thought I was opening up, not because they sound the same. I thought it was NF. I don't know why. Gotcha. I thought my homie said NF. I'm like, all right, cool, I'm open up for NF. And then he showed me, like, no, I ain't say that. I said Token. I was like, you said NF. He's like, oh, I'm Token. So I checked Token out, and I was like, yo, this dude raw. Like, raw. Like, just witty, fast with the words, like, opposite of what everything going on right now with the slow trap, rap, and slower style. And he can rap for real. So when I was telling everybody, like, yo, I'm open up for Token, who is that? He can rap like he raw, right. like he ain't just. I opened up other people who I felt like, all right, that guy, whatever. It's, but there's a bunch of like ten year olds at the show for him. Too. Yeah, yeah, I saw. I talked to like an eight year old girl who came from like Indiana or something. Yeah, we moved her up to the front row. 
And the crazy experience. part about it that about that is that's a that was that was her first show. That was a dope first show to be at. Absolutely. Especially like if Token her like her her artist right now. Right. Like he, I mean, he went like right down and yeah. performed to her multiple times. Right, that's it. So it's crazy. I talked to one of his uh the lights guy, lights and sound uh-huh. guy, and he was telling me like, yo, yeah, I discovered him because uh uh the Hopskin. Hops right. Hopson came to his city and gotcha. did a show and he opened up for Hopson. He was like, yeah, so that's how I discovered him. And they was telling me, like, yo, you was a dope opener. Like, we ain't had a good opener since. He was like, so maybe we'll link up again. I'm like, all right. Just, Absolutely. Know, yeah. That's that calling card. Right, yeah. exactly. So if it happened the same way it happened for him, I don't mind that. Like, I don't care who I'm opening <laughs> right, for. I'm right, right, right. Show. Let's go. Like, yeah. I'll just do my thing every time I go. Nice. So, next? The, the next, next one, let's go with Tourette Roulette. Ooh. I'm guessing that's a name they, not too many people, people know about. No, but they fly, man. They, like... It's, it's an interesting band, style. It's a Romanian band, yeah. yeah, and they they do funk style, like electric funk. I guess that's how you explain it. But then the homies like, uh, I got a song with them that I haven't put out yet, and I don't know, it ain't nothing like I made before, but it's super dope. And I think I'm gonna say that for my next project, or just drop it like as a single. But it's called Magic, but they call it something else. But I'm gonna spice it up. But uh, they fly. I like, uh, yeah, Roulette to Red Fly. Are there any of their songs that somebody needs to know about? If there's one that's not with you, what's one song of theirs that everybody needs to know about? Funk Strike Back is dope. That's the song I did with them. And then it's funny because I don't even like, I don't know the names of songs. I just play them and listen right. to them. But check out all of their stuff, man. Like they, like they just set a dope vibe. Like, and then they just all play live instruments, and that's the raw part about them. Like we'll just jam, had jam sessions, and just make up stuff. Like when I was in um, Bucharest, we spoke right before I got kicked out. We were supposed to do this big show where it was like uh, the bridge committee, and like versus uh, roulette tourette. Uh, I can never say it right. Roulette tourette. That's tourette roulette. Tourette roulette. Yeah. And um, we was doing this matchup thing, and it was so dope. And I was like, so I felt bad because I like we couldn't do it because I wasn't there. But yeah, they dope. Check nice. them out, Romanian groups. Let's go with another funny name and see if we can get this one. Les Elephant Bazaars. So Les Elephant Bazaar. Bazaar. The bass player in Tourette Roulette is in Les Elephant oh. Les Elephant Bazaar. So they all kind of connect because it's right. another group that was called Violent Monkeys and. He was also the bass player. They got some great names over there. Yeah, they do. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know why they got great names? They're not thinking about it the way we think about right. it. Like, certain names mean something else. To right. them, they just like, whatever, it sounds good. Let's throw that on there. Right. So, uh, Les Elephant Bazaar, another dope group. I did two songs with them. And um, I'm trying to think of one of their songs I like a lot. It's from the like, first album when I was over there. I can't think of the name of it or the name of that album. But you, I don't know. Just check out their stuff. Like, I like you might not like, but yeah. One of the most different songs that I think that you've made. Uh, let's t- get first thought on Alexandra Stan. Oh yeah, so Alexandra Stan, the homie who made uh, a track called "Feeling," produced music for Alexandra Stan sometimes. A few tracks. He ain't her main producer. He let, she needed a rapper on a song, and then he was like, yo, Ken Archie Dope, you should work with him, he used to stay in Romania. So she checked me out, like, yeah, I like it, see what you can do. So, for that song, I wrote like half of the lyrics, like her lyrics too, cause she didn't have, nice. she, was, she was sending me music 
just with the like the not work, just like hum, mumbling and stuff like that. So give me a vibe of what she wants. So I just wrote to that, and then she, some of her writers added some more, took some stuff out, and then used some of the stuff I had. So I like wrote I wrote a lot to that, and I was proud of that because that was me writing something not for me, right. not in the genre I usually. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, let's go. Cause I, I, I know I can write. So let me just, how would I write that from this perspective? Right. So uh, Alexandra Stan, dope. She like a big superstar in Romania. Uh, and actually not just Romania. Like she know around the world. Like I think that album release was in Japan that she did. Nice. So I had like Japanese people hit me like, oh, can I? I like your song. I'm like, all right, cool. That's what's up. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Go Roger is half Japanese, half. Austrian? I'm glad you said that because the next one on the list is Go Roger. They only sold the CD in like the whole, whatever, it was all marketed in Japan. At that time, he was in Japan. So I'm like, yo, if you go to a CD shop, please look for Alexander thing, da 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 da. He brought me back the CD, the little poster thing. I ain't opened none of it yet. <laughs> probably put it up somewhere in a frame. Uh, and I was like seeing my name on the back of the CD with the credits and everything. Right, right. It was just dope. And I'm like, right. all right, cool. And it was just perfect timing that he was there right. for that two weeks and then was able to bring the stuff back. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, I just understand. She cool. She dope. Sexy, fly. Uh, she do her thing. She make like, she was more pop artist then. She had a song here you might know. Saxo Beat. You, if you heard it, you would know it. They played it in Barley House and everywhere else. Gotcha. West Six. That was her big American hit. Garager was next, yeah. Yeah, Garager is the homie. He's super creative, super crazy. I don't know, I love that dude. He helped me so much with my last, like I wouldn't have been able to put out my last album without Roger. Gotcha. Like he just was like, his schedule was crazy. I, working two jobs, I was working two jobs. We only had time to record from like midnight to four in the morning, every nice. time. And it was like, all right, fuck it, let's bang it out, let's go. Right. He's like, cause he just believed in me. He's like, come on, like I want you to finish your album. He put his album on the side just so I can finish my album. And um. Yeah, like that's the homie. Like he in a little spot right now. I'm trying to get him out of his funk, but he gonna be cool. But he's like amazing, like beat maker, putting stuff together, like more than he think. Like yeah, dope. And he and he masked up all the time. You don't know what his face looks like. So that's his thing. But crazy Japanese dude, long hair, masked up, short. You gotta listen to his music. His music. He put an album out, a project out called. When I, okay, so it's Pussy pu, pussy EP, but it, he just wrote it like so that it sound like that. It ain't the actual right. you know, vagina. It's PC something EP. And it's all conversations with people he know with beats behind them. Nice. So he's talking to kids about their dreams, or he's talking to this one crazy fan who always get drunk telling crazy stories about his dad. Nice. So check that out when Definitely. you got time. So I'm going to feed my family. Man, it ain't easy as it seems. Trying to chase these dreams Especially with my bank and account telling me I got pending fees Man, we ain't had shit growing up Not a family business growing up And the bills won't stop showing up We'll say shit so we low as fuck So now we getting evicted Pack up your shit with the quickness Family divided is split